Super Talk Mississippi media production. Find your new ride at Kia McCombs all-new location at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Come find out why McComb loves Kia McComb at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Right on the corner, right on the price. Good morning. Welcome in on this Friday. I am fired up today, Uh, mostly because it's getting real now. The conversation about Russell Wilson and the Saints and the Cowboys, Dak Prescott, all of this is getting real now, and I am so excited to talk about this with you today. I'm Michael Borky. Welcome in to Mike in the Morning. Always glad that you are with me. You got baseball coming up this weekend. Uh, the last game of SEC men's basketball, anyway, the women's tournament's going on right now. There's a storyline that came out of there that's uh, a little bit interesting as well, something that happened yesterday in my hometown of Greenville, by the way, for whatever that's worth. You've got a report coming out later today about LSU, the internal investigation, some of that leaked out yesterday. All of it was focused on the previous head coach, Les Miles, and his behavior that got him banned from sharing a room by himself with a female. We talked a lot about that on the radio show yesterday. I won't do so much of that here. Uh, When the report comes out later today, we'll do more of that on the radio show and uh, maybe get back to that on Monday, just depending on what happens this weekend. Today, though, if there's time, maybe I'll get to that. But today, I'm talking about Russell Wilson. It has finally gotten real. I do want to remind you a couple of things, though. First, follow me on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, They're all, just search my name, Michael Borky. It's right down there, right there. Uh, You can find me anywhere with just that at. Also, this is in podcast form. If you're watching on stream and you want to listen to the podcast, you can, Mike in the Morning or Michael Borky. We'll pull this up, subscribe to the podcast, and leave a rating and a review. I'm always glad that you guys are with me. And uh, let's get started because I've been thinking about this. I couldn't sleep last night. I had a weird dream, but when I wasn't sleeping, I was thinking about this. I am so excited that this has finally actually truly gotten real. It's real now, and uh, this is just so much fun for me. Um, Deanna Rossini, uh, an excellent reporter. Uh, She's with ESPN, covers the NFL, is as locked in as anybody. Uh, If she says it, I believe it. That's just really what it comes down to. She was on the Pat McAfee show yesterday and told Pat McAfee, the brilliant and hilarious Pat McAfee, that the Seahawks have made calls to other teams about trading Russell Wilson. She she said, quote, straight up, he's not happy there in Seattle. Now, she clarified on Twitter, she said, I was told that the Seahawks are not, quote, shopping Russell Wilson, but calls have been made from other teams inquiring about him have been answered by Seattle. Uh, and Paul, good morning to you, man. Glad to uh, glad to see you. And uh, Caleb, I did see that. The uh, the state championship finish. The well, You're talking about the full court heave where they're like the ball batted around a handful of times and it ended up in the smooth hands of a guy that hit a three-point shot to win the game. Yeah, that was sick last night. Uh, and uh, Wayne, good morning. If you're talking about that shot anyway. Yeah, I saw that. Um that was crazy. Uh, Mississippi high school basketball, man. It's um, 
It's wild down there. Great crowds, too. At least it looked like uh, there uh, in Jackson as well. But that was a really awesome shot. Kid will never forget that for the rest of his life. Um, but we've got to stop with this part of it, by the way. With all due respect to the the great reporter and uh, Deanna Rossini, we did the same thing with the trade request. What was it? Adam Schefter said Russell Wilson gave a list of teams to the Seahawks, but it wasn't a trade request. Same thing here. Uh, the Seahawks are not shopping Russell Wilson, but they're actively in conversations with teams that want to trade for him. They're shopping him. Just like it was a trade request when he gave the Seahawks a list of teams that he wanted to go to. That was a trade request, and we we had to spin it. Oh, no, he he's happy in Seattle. It's not a trade request. Here's just a list of well-thought-out teams that he would like to play for instead. It's a trade request. It's just a specific one. And the same thing here. Oh, they're not shopping him, but they're actively involved in conversations to trade for him. Well, then they're shopping him. I don't know why we have to spin this as anything other than exactly what it is. Russell Wilson wants out of Seattle, but only to specific teams because he has the no trade clause. And Seattle is actively involved in trade conversations, which is known as shopping. They're shopping him. We don't have to spin it. If anybody wanted to deny that this was going on, they could have by now. This has been a story for weeks now, multiple weeks. They could have denied this by now. There's a reason they're not doing it. Because maybe what you see is what's happening. Russell Wilson entered into a trade request. He gave a list of teams that he would be happiest to go to where he would waive his no trade clause to go to. Okay? It was a trade request. And now Seattle taking the calls means they're shopping him. They would, I'm sure they would prefer to not take those phone calls. I'm sure that they would prefer to keep Russell Wilson in Seattle forever, but that's not reality. And so them taking calls, they're shopping. That doesn't mean they're buying. I mean, it, it could be possible. And I think this is still probably the most likely scenario, but it seems like it's more of a toss up than it ever has been. Um, just because you're shopping doesn't mean you have to buy either. Uh, I mean, this isn't a Deshaun Watson situation. Russell Wilson would play if Seattle can't come to a deal with somebody else. He'd play there. But let's call it what it is. I'm so sick of this runaround. Oh, it's not a trade request, even though he gave the list of teams to his uh, current employer. Oh, it's uh, oh, they're not shopping him. Not at all, except for their taking calls and engaging in trade conversation with teams. They're shopping him. I mean, it, it's like the same thing, the dating analogy I used last time we talked about this. Um, that's like having a girlfriend, but date, like, engage, like being on Tinder. You're shopping. You don't have a girlfriend if you're out here swiping left or right on Tinder. I mean, it's the same thing here. They're shopping him just because they have him. They have Russell Wilson. They're dating Russell Wilson. They're engaged in a relationship. Doesn't mean that on the side, they're not swiping left or right on these teams. Maybe that's a bad analogy, but I mean, that's that's what's going on here. Anyway, it's real now. Uh, I always thought this was kind of a pipe dream. I thought that this was, uh, you know, more of just wishful thinking. As somebody that would love to see Russell Wilson end up in New Orleans, I I got really excited about the idea of Russell Wilson being a a saint more so than the excitement of the reality of that actually becoming 
uh, a thing. And then now you put the Cowboys into the fold, and I'm going to tell you why it makes sense for them here in, in a little bit, actually. If you can believe it, it would be cheaper for them to trade for Russell Wilson than sign Dak Prescott. It would be cheaper. So there's that financial component in there as well. Um, I always kind of thought it was a pipe dream. I never actually really sat down and thought, you know what? Russell Wilson's going to be a saint next year. You know what? Russell Wilson's going to be a cowboy next year. This is real now. When you've got a, a great reporter at ESPN saying that he's not happy. He's not happy there. The Seahawks are taking calls. It's real. And I think it's over. And the fact that you have not gotten any denial at all, nobody's denied this at all, at any level. Nobody from Russell Wilson's campus said, no, I'm happy. Like, this is, no, that's that's not true. And nobody from the Seahawks have said, yeah, we're not taking calls. Russell Wilson's our guy. I mean, seriously, Houston has done more denying of their quarterback situation than Seattle has. And Deshaun Watson has basically said, get me out of here. I don't care where you send me. I'm not playing for you. And even they have come out stronger against the conversation than Seattle has. It's real. So the next question, though, is who is on these calls? So Rossini said uh, other teams, multiple. And I would imagine that there are more than just the four that Wilson put in his initial trade request uh, that have called because you'd be dumb not to. Right now, like if you're the Panthers, for example, they are apparently ready to move on from Teddy Bridgewater. You call. Wilson probably wouldn't waive his trade request to go to Carolina, but you call and find out. So maybe it's more than just those four, but who is on that call? And is it New Orleans and is it Dallas? I think the Saints at this point would be dumb not to. I think it would be just complete silliness if they did not pick up the phone and call Seattle. If they are not currently actively engaging in trade conversations, and I believe that they are. Um, I truly believe that they have actually... Uh, engaged in this. I mean, Cam Jordan was on ESPN a couple days ago, uh, more than a couple days. It's already Friday. It's been a few days now, but he was on ESPN talking about how if they had Russell Wilson, they'd win a Super Bowl and that kind of stuff. I mean, you have team captain type players out here just publicly talking about how great it would be to have this guy. I think the team's engaged in it and they'd be dumb not to. Um, You may have missed it. I mean, they, they cut Morstead, the punter, yesterday in a very emotional, um, an emotional press conference after Morstead uh, learned of his uh, release. You kind of knew it was coming. He was the highest paid punter in the NFL and, and did not punt like the highest paid punter in the NFL. He's had a long career in New Orleans. The, the team loves him. The city loves him. He loves the city. It was very emotional. And um, you kind of forget about the human side of this stuff until you see something like Morstead yesterday and uh, how emotional he got that he learned that he wasn't going to be a saint anymore. But it, it wasn't just him. They're restructuring contracts. They they cut uh, a couple of guys. They're going to have to cut some more. Uh, they're clearing cap space, one, because they just they have to because they're over the cap. Um, but that was never an issue anyway. If you guys have heard me talk about this before, you have heard me many times uh, get almost angry uh, when people like Cowherd yesterday suggest that, well, the Saints really can't get after him because they're in cap hell. Well, they will get out of that very soon. They will make this work as they always do. People think like, yeah, they're 50 million over the cap and they're stuck with that. Like there's nothing they can do about that. Like they don't have money. 
that can be restructured into signing bonuses like they've already done with multiple players. Like they're not going to cut a couple of guys like they've already done, and there's going to be more. There's a couple of players that shouldn't be on the team next year that have significant cap hits that will be gone. It's never, it's never going to be an issue. It was never something that people should talk about. I swear they just say that. Be, I don't know. Anyway, the cap is not an issue. They've been clearing space already. And on top of that, if they do trade for Russell Wilson, that will clear more cap space than what they would take on because Russell Wilson's cap hit is under $20 million for whatever team he plays for next year if it's not Seattle. So if it is, in fact, giving up Michael Thomas and giving up Marcus Davenport and giving up Marshawn Lattimore and a couple of picks, if that's what it takes and they make that deal, they're saving money on that deal. It will help them get lower, below the cap if they make that deal. So that talking point's always been kind of ridiculous. It's never made any sense. If they trade for Russell Wilson, they will save money by doing so because of what they would have to give up. They would save money. That's always just been a silly talking point, but I think the Saints, they would be dumb not to. I think they've already done it. Uh, That would be my guess. Um, They could not do better uh, than Russell Wilson. As as much as people around the franchise apparently really like Jameis and think he's capable, they could not do better than Russell Wilson. They could save money on the deal if they wanted to, depending on who they'd have to give up to get him. It's a no-brainer. It's something that they should do, exhaust all their resources resources to make happen. We talked about it last week when this was a conversation, but now it's especially real today. Um, it was more of a pipe dream last week. Like, oh, yeah, they should do it. You know, go try to go get him. Now it's it's real. He's not happy. He wants out. They're taking calls. Go get it done. If it means Michael Thomas, sorry, Mike. I hope you like rainy weather. If it means Marcus Davenport, if it means your island cover corner, Marshawn Lattimore, if it means two first-round picks, send them on out. Send them on out. I read an article yesterday from a publication in Seattle. It was actually John Clayton. You guys remember him from ESPN. Um, and he was claiming that it would be dumb for Wilson to want to go to the Saints because they're going to give up some stuff to have to get him. And, I mean, he, he in the article, mentioned that the Saints just cut a player that doesn't exist. They also mentioned that the Saints cut a backup offensive lineman and possibly could cut another backup offensive lineman. Um, the Saints' starting five on the offensive line are better than Wilson's anything Wilson's played with in Seattle, even if they cut a couple of backup guards. They've already cut one. One guy's name that he said was, I mean, just not a person. Um and they may cut another, both of which are backups. Armstead, Ramchek, Cesar Ruiz are all still going to be starting on the offensive line. That is an upgrade on top of having Kamara and that system and that suddenly deep group of wide receivers. You know, by the way, that defense, that'll help. Even if you have to give up pieces, it'll still be really, really good. It's a no-brainer. I, I, I was kind of blown away by that. It's a no-brainer for the Saints. It's a no-brainer for Russell Wilson. He'll get the seat at the table that he wants. This should be happening Right now, and if the Saints don't, if if he signs either if he stays in Seattle or, or he gets traded somewhere else, and we find out that the Saints didn't give like the Godfather package to get him, I think it's a mistaken, um, an organizational failure. They should do whatever it takes to get this done. In my opinion, they would be dumb not to. They should do whatever it takes 
They can get him. It makes sense for all parties, regardless of what you have to give up. You're still a Super Bowl contender. I think you're still a Super Bowl contender without Thomas and Lattimore and Davenport, if that's who it has to take on the defensive line. You're still a Super Bowl contender if Russell Wilson's your quarterback. There's no doubt. Go get him. They're shopping him. Go get him. It would be a failure if they didn't. Uh, Chicago would be dumb not to. Um, they have more uh, more attractive first-round pick this year. I mean, that's one thing holding the Saints back is picking at 28. So you got to give up some players if you're picking at 28 because that's not really that attractive. I think Vegas would be dumb not to, but people really I, – I don't know if disrespect is the right word, but I think Derek Carr is better than people give him credit for. I don't think he's as bad as people say he is. Now, if I were Vegas, I'd still trade for Russell Wilson if I could, but – it's not like Carr is some kind of bum. If you really like look at his numbers in production, he's not a bum. He's not a bad player at all. And then Dallas. This is the most fascinating piece out of all of this. I mean, I know I, I focus on the Saints more because of you know where I am and my allegiances, but Dallas is the most fascinating piece here because Dallas was included in the trade request. Um, Dallas is currently not under contract with their starting quarterback. And Russell Wilson, although you'd have to give up more, would be cheaper than Dak. Like I told you before, Russell Wilson's cap hit wouldn't be as high as you'd think considering his contract for whatever team he played for if it's not Seattle. He'd be cheaper than Dak. Jerry Jones is clearly non-committal on Dak Prescott. I think that's obvious at this point. Uh, he may in the media say he loves him. He may actually love him behind the scenes, but not signing the contract going into last year and applying the franchise tag, and at this point still not having him under contract. There's no rush because it's just early March, but Jerry Jones is clearly noncommittal on his quarterback. There's a reason why. Maybe you disagree with that. I, to some degree, disagree with that, but he's clearly noncommittal because if he really wanted to commit to his guy, if he really loved Dak Prescott like he's never loved a player before, if he really wanted to give him whatever it took to keep him, the deal would have gotten done before last season. He would have committed to him then instead of slapping a franchise tag on him. And you've got some people suggesting that they should just tag him again. I think that's insanity. Uh, you either commit to him or you go find your next guy, but just slapping another tag on Dak Prescott and then letting him enter free agency for real next year, that's a mistake. Um it just doesn't make any sense at all. That means this year you'll overpay for him just to let him walk next year and be stuck in the dark. At least right now, you have an idea of you know what you can offer him, uh, potentially drafting a quarterback. I mean, you have more options now, whereas if you slap another tag on him, you have to find his replacement next year. Right now, you've got options. Next year, it limits your options. Um, Jerry is noncommittal. And I think, in part, it's because, according to multiple reports this past week, um, Dak Prescott is looking, or his agent is looking for a contract that is, quote, right behind Patrick Mahomes. Um, it's nuts. Last year, apparently, the Cowboys tried to put him at a $50 million signing bonus and $110 million guaranteed, which was roughly $35 million per year. That would have put him in line with Russell Wilson and a step up from Aaron Rodgers. But that wasn't good enough, and that's why the tag was applied. 
if you're talking about just under Patrick Mahomes' money, if the, if these reports are true and that's what the hangup is, Dak asking for just under Mahomes, you're north of $40 million a year. That's ahead of Deshaun Watson. That's ahead of Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that's clearly ahead of Tom Brady, who doesn't have a very big contract. But when you look at the quarterbacks in the NFL right now, I can see why Jerry Jones wouldn't commit to something like that. I would not, as much as I like, personally, I like Dak Prescott. I think that if the Saints could get him somehow, if Dallas signed Russell Wilson and he became uh, a free agent and, and he went to New Orleans, I think they'd be a Super Bowl contender. I think he's a really good, really nice player. I think he is an upper half NFL quarterback. But he is not in the elite category, not yet. Yes, his numbers are very, very good. But he's not in the same category as Mahomes and Rodgers and Wilson. Not yet. He could be, but he's not there right now. And if you're Jerry Jones, and you already, by your own doing, it's his fault, but are locked into a mega contract with a running back that he shouldn't be, you've already overpaid for that. And now you've got your quarterback who's asking for north of $40 million a year, I would say no too. I don't think he's worth that. And you've already seen like the Jared Goff deal and how, I mean, and the Carson Wentz deal in Philly, both of those teams had to ship those guys because it was not, they ended up not being worth it. Now, would I take Dak over Jared Goff and Carson Wentz? I would. So maybe it's not the best example, but those contracts, those mega contracts, because they were the next guy, um, really harmed those teams. And I mean, made it really difficult for them. And if you're Dallas and you know that you've got a quarterback that's good, but not a quarterback that's winning on his own, you can't give him north of $40 million. There is, even though it's probably going to go up every year, there still is a salary cap that exists. You can only pay your team a set amount of money. And if you're paying your quarterback north of $40 million, he better be one of the best of all time. That's why Patrick Mahomes got that kind of a deal, because he's one of the best to ever live. Is Prescott that guy? No. Is he very good? Yes. Should $35 million uh, been worth it last year? I mean, 32 35 Sure. But I understand why Dallas is digging in uh, on a contract that's north of $40 million. I wouldn't give him that money. He's a good player. He's a really good player. I don't think he's Patrick Mahomes. I don't think he's Russell Wilson. I don't think he's Aaron Rodgers. Don't give your guy that kind of money just because he's, quote, the next guy up. It's a bad decision. And it really hurt Philly, and it really hurt the Rams. And the Rams had to – they got lucky here, but the Rams shipped off uh, Jared Goff to Detroit. And the Colts, I mean, gave basically nothing to take on that back contract. So it didn't work out in Philly. It didn't work out in L.A. You don't give quarterbacks that are limited to some degree. And again, I think Dak is a better quarterback. I would take him over Wentz and golf any day of the week. I mean, there's no debate. I wouldn't even think about it. It's just give me give me Prescott, no doubt. But if you're going to hamstring your team to a 40-plus million-dollar contract to your quarterback, he better be the elite of the elite, and I don't think he's there yet. So I understand why Jerry's reluctant to be committed to a contract that size. And especially now with Wilson out there, 
I mean, you could potentially trade for him. You've got the 10th pick. That's pretty attractive. You've got some pieces that you could give up. That's where I would go as well. If I were Dallas right now, I wouldn't sign or offer a 40-plus million dollar extension to Prescott. I wouldn't do it, especially if it meant that I was taking calls from Seattle to work out a trade when it's cheaper. I mean, again, Russell Wilson's, I mean, he's got a $35 million salary. I think the cap hit for Seattle, though, is is high. Um, So he'd be cheaper. I think he's worth the first-round pick. I think he's worth a couple pieces on defense, if that's what they're looking for. That's just me. That's just me. Interesting times. It is real, though. This is very real. It was a pipe dream last week. It was something that, you know, just kind of wasn't really, I mean, it was there, but, you know, he's probably going to stay in Seattle, and now it's real. He's not happy. You've got good reporters reporting that the Seahawks are taking calls, and um, to circle back to the original hope, at least for me, the Saints need to give whatever it takes. You negotiate as you should. You, You negotiate, but have the Godfather offer prepared and get Russell Wilson. If it means you don't have Michael Thomas, that's fine. I think you can win without him. If it means you don't have Marshawn Lattimore, it would hurt. But long term, I don't think he was going to be with you anyway. You can win without him. You can win without the couple of first-round picks you might have to give up. You can win without all of that. The heir apparent to Drew Brees being Russell Wilson would be incredible. Would be incredible. Uh, like I said before, I have uh, I'm waiting to see this LSU report come out. Um, based on what we saw yesterday, uh, it's not pretty. I mean, it is absolutely mind blowing. Uh, what I mean, if you just list out everything that they are dealing with right now, from NCAA trouble with the basketball program, their coach being caught on a federal wiretap, joking about paying his players league minimum. That's how strong the offers were. And then you've got the football program uh, who has a booster that's currently sitting in prison for using a hospital charity to funny uh, funnel money to uh, players or their parents. Uh, you had Odell Beckham handing out thousands of dollars literally on the field after a game. Uh, and then other NCAA violations as well and in, involving Edward Geron and the program itself. And then you have all of the other stuff on the side with um, – alleged Title IX failures where student-athletes would report uh, alleged abuse, whether it be physical or or sexual abuse, uh, to superiors at LSU, and nothing got done about it, especially involving the football program. Uh, multiple football players were reported to do these things, and, and nothing got done, at least according to the USA Today, who's done a really nice job reporting on this. The next layer was Les Miles in 2013 – I'll read the exact quote to you. Uh, His behavior uh, towards female staff members and co-eds was so bad that the university ordered him to stop hiring co-eds to babysit, cease being alone with them, and attend eight one-hour sessions with an attorney that he had to pay for out of his own pocket. That man, that guy, was banned by his employer from being alone with women. And they kept him employed for years. Years. And we're supposed to believe that now they promote an atmosphere of compliance and and all that stuff? No shot. I mean, this is brutal. 
It's not getting the coverage uh, that it deserves nationally. I mean, this should be something that is talked about at every corner. They had a football coach that the, that the school barred from being alone in a room with women, and they kept him employed for years. And then the next football coach is wrapped up in all this as well. I am fascinated to see this report today. Um, it is um, – it's not good. If it's anything like what we read yesterday, it's just not good. And um, just another example of a culture issue there right now, without a doubt. And then in women's basketball, I mean, what a difference a year makes. So last year, uh, when Ole Miss and Mississippi State women played basketball against each other, Mississippi State won by 41 points. 41 points. And Vic Schaefer left. And one year later, Mississippi State and Ole Miss have basically identical resumes. In fact, if you really look at the nuts and bolts, Ole Miss women have a better resume. And Mississippi State's women got eliminated in the first round of the SEC tournament, and Ole Miss women beat Arkansas last night and are moving on. I mean, just mind-blowing the difference right now. And, And a lot of you State fans have texted into our radio show very frustrated with what has happened since Vic Schaefer left with your program. I mean, it it went from on top of the world to, I mean, on the bubble, possibly getting in based on reputation. But there are teams behind them that have resumes that are objectively better, but they may slip in. And on the flip side, a team that you beat by 41 last year is still alive in the SEC tournament. Um, it's, It's wild, the difference just one year makes. It's hard to believe, really. Um, so, yeah, it was a nice win for the women last night, for sure. I mean, they're possibly playing their way into the tournament. And then Craig says, salary cap isn't real, money isn't real. Yeah, that's basically how Mickey Loomis has, has played this thing. I mean, it, money hasn't been real for him. Um, I mean, it all the chickens come home to roost eventually, right? And that's why they're dealing with such a higher number this season. But... Again, I'm with you. I mean, it just that talking point is a t- is a lazy one because they will get under the cap with ease. And if they do trade for Wilson, it will be even easier because it will be cheaper for them based on what they're going to have to give up to get him. It's always it's been a tired talking point and it's never made sense. So, enjoy your baseball this weekend. Uh, the crowds are going to be much bigger in Oxford and in Starkville. Uh, so enjoy that. Should be really nice weather here. I'll uh, I haven't looked at that. Uh, the weather should be just um, incredible. Yeah, so I'm just looking at central Mississippi. You've got mid-60s and sun. Let me flip over to one of them. Yeah, uh, I mean, upper 50s, mid-60s, and sun for your baseball this weekend. So enjoy that. Enjoy your hoops if you can stomach it. Uh, I'll keep following this story because I'm fascinated by it. I love it. And uh, you guys have a great weekend. Again, follow the YouTube channel. Uh, Just search my name, Twitter, Facebook, or wherever you get your podcast. Y'all have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you again on the radio show this afternoon, the Sunday show on Sunday morning, and then on Monday morning as well. You just can't get enough of it, and I'll talk to you then. Talk Mississippi Media Production.